Thank you for tuning in to the Everyday Christian Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. In this podcast, we show that God deserves every praise from every creature every day. Here is your host, Chase Green. Hello and welcome to Season 3, Episode 19 of the Everyday Christian Podcast. This is Season 1 with the Scattered Abroad Network of Podcasts. I certainly encourage you to go over to our website, scatteredabroad.org, and there you can find a podcast for each day of the week. And on some days of the week, you can find multiple podcasts. We have Drew Suttles with us today, and I say that because on Thursdays, we've got both The Way podcast with Houston Welch and also the Weathering the Storm podcast with Drew Suttles, who is my guest on the program today. Drew, I appreciate you joining us for the podcast today, and you want to say a few words about your podcast, uh, Weathering the Storm? Yeah, thank you, Chase. I appreciate you having me on today. Uh, Weathering the Storm is a, is a podcast where we our goal is to uh, strive to weather the storms of life by placing an unwavering faith in God. Uh, we look at biblical examples of those who had to face difficult times, uh, see how they were able to overcome difficulties, and hopefully that can help us to overcome those as well. So uh, we're in season three of, of Weathering the Storm, but like you said, uh, we merged our podcast into the Scattered Abroad Network, so it's season one, they're on Scattered Abroad. Uh, but I'm certainly hoping that, that that podcast will be helpful and beneficial for those who listen, because I know that a lot of people are going through difficult times right now. So. Uh, to those who are listening, if you have an opportunity to check that out, I hope it is uh, helpful for you. Absolutely. That's certainly a very pertinent uh, podcast right now with everything that's going on. And so if you need encouragement, I definitely would encourage you to check out the Weathering the Storm podcast. Drew has, has been on our podcast uh, a couple of times before. Back in season two, uh, we talked about the everyday Christian male and everyday Christian female. So you're welcome to Go back and, and check that those those couple of episodes, and I know that you will benefit from listening to those as well. Today we're going to talk about For the Love of Preaching as we continue this series with uh, the various preachers that work with the Scattered Abroad Network. And before we get started with our, our main questions, I'd like to ask Drew, if you would, to kind of tell us a little bit about yourself and your family and where you live, where you preach, and uh, school and, and that sort of thing. All right. Well, I'm originally from Adairsville, Georgia, which is northwest Georgia. Uh, and then I went to Freed Hartman University, where I was privileged to play baseball there for four years. And I was also able to meet my wife there, Brittany. Uh, we were married in 2014. We have four children, Jackson, Henley, Palmer, and McKenna. Uh, Jackson's five, Henley is two. Palmer and McKenna just turned nine months old, and they are twins. So uh, the Lord has really blessed us. Uh, and I, I'm just very thankful for my family. We actually uh, left Fred Hardman, or when we left Fred Hardman, and after we were married for a little bit, we decided to go to the Memphis School of Preaching. And upon graduation there, we moved to Nashville, Tennessee, preached there for 13 months, and then we had the opportunity to come to South Georgia, where my wife is originally from, and I've been working with Equipment Congregation now uh, for a little over a year. And so uh, just very, very thankful to be here. And the Lord has just showered us with blessings, and, and I have no doubt He's going to continue to do so. And as we stay uh, stay faithful to Him, I believe many more doors of opportunity will open up for us. 
Drew's got a, a good, interesting story about he how he uh, got into preaching and and went to uh, preaching school. So we'll get into that in just a moment. Um, but before we do that, I want to ask you: How would you define preaching, and why do you think preaching is needed, Drew? Well, when you look at the word preach, uh, you look at some of the Greek words there that, that you find some, some different words. One of them is caruso, and it carries the idea of heralding a message for the king. So if you go back in your minds to maybe you know the mid ages, medieval ages, or whatever, and you have uh, a king has a message for the people. Well, they didn't have websites and Facebook and things like that back then. So someone would take that message from the king, and he would run to the people and say, "Hear ye, hear ye! Here's a message from the king." Well. When it comes to preaching, that's what we're doing. We're heralding a message for the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And so when it comes to preaching, it's important to remember that the power is not in the messenger, but in the message. And all we're doing as preachers is we're proclaiming what God has already said. And we are to preach the word, 2 Timothy 4.2. It's not about personal opinions. It's not about uh, dishonest gain or, or trying to, uh, to win people over to you. It's all about pointing people to God and what he has to say. And, and I guess if we were to use a, a biblical text here to maybe help define preaching, my, my mind goes to Second Kings chapter 5. We have the account of Naaman. And it's so powerful there to me that, uh, you know, that the prophet of God there didn't even go out and tell him. He sent someone else to tell him who's not even named, which goes to show us the power. Again, it's not the messenger, but in the message of preaching. It's just proclaiming to the best of your ability what God has already revealed. Very well said. Well, I want to transition now to, as far as your personal uh, preaching life, Drew, how did you get into preaching? Well, like you said, it is a a very unique story. Uh, I had no intention of preaching. Uh, Even though I went to Fred Hardman, I studied the Bible there, I I was thankful for that, but again, I had no intention of doing that. I actually got my degree in kinesiology. I wanted to pursue physical therapy and also be able to coach. And, you know, after Brittany and I were married, a month into our marriage, uh, she found out that she was pregnant. And so then I said, well, I can't wait. You know, I can't keep going to school. I can't do this. We need financial support now. So I started working at a tire factory there in North Georgia, worked on night shift. And then I thankfully got moved to day shift later. But before that, it's actually very interesting. The day before I got moved there, I was on night shift. And there was another individual named Jonathan Jenkins. And he was working night shift. And I guess it was about three in the morning and we pulled up beside each other on our forklifts and we got to talking. And we just really it off you know, very well. We had a lot in common and just a few years difference in our age. And one day I started talking about spiritual things. He shared with me that he had been a preacher in the Pentecostal church. And I told him I was a member of the, the church that's read about the New Testament. And that started up some questions. We spent about a year and a half bringing our Bibles to work and studying during our breaks. And he and his wife, Heather, uh, came forward one night at the congregation, my home congregation. And I baptized both of them into Christ. That was in June of 2016. And in August of that same year, we went to the Memphis School of Preaching because I decided that night that that was one of the greatest feelings in the world was to know that I played a small part in helping someone uh, come to Christ. And so seeing the power of the gospel, seeing how it could change someone's life, 
that's what really encouraged me to go to preaching school. And uh, the rest is history. Man, that, that's great. I love that story. And, and your wife was really supportive of you, too, going to, to preaching school. And, and that's really important as well. Uh, if, if you're married and you're listening to this and you want, you're thinking about becoming a preacher, make sure your wife is on board, too, because Amen. Uh, you, your wife will either make you or break you as a preacher. That's right. Well, I think it was really interesting. Did you say that uh, the day before you were going to transition to the day shift? Yeah, we were. Actually, I think Jonathan was actually working overtime, and so it just so happened that we were on that same shift that night. And I got moved to a different shift the, the next uh, the next day that we were working. So <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, I mean, the providence of God that that you showed up at the right time. Because uh, what if y'all would have never met? Yeah, I, I, you know, when it comes to God's providence, sometimes we think about what Paul said in Philemon. Perhaps right. Sometimes we we say, I don't know if it is or not, but then. With something like this, you look back on it and you say, I, I believe God had his hand in that because now Jonathan's a gospel preacher as well. Right. Uh, he went to the middle school of preaching a year after I started, and he's preaching in Louisiana right now. And so, yeah, I, I think God had his hand in that. Uh, but certainly, uh, yeah, you're right. It, it's amazing to stop and think about what if we would have never met. I, I definitely wouldn't be here today. I probably wouldn't be preaching at all. Probably not. So it's truly amazing, and I love to see stories like that uh, play out. So appreciate you for for uh, telling us your story, and we want to ask you now about your experience when you got to preaching school. Uh, overall, was it a, a good experience, and uh, kind of what are some of your best memories there? Well, and you and I both went to middle school of preaching, and for our audience. Uh, I'll just say this from the bottom of my heart. That was two of the best years of my life. You know, I, I mentioned that in, in June is when we decided to go. And it was a lot. You know, uh, we, we had to pick up with a you know, young family, a, a newborn. And, and here we are uh, picking up and, and, and moving from Georgia to Memphis. Uh, we did not have all the support that we needed. But we, we trusted in God and, and he provided for us, no doubt. Uh, but those two years were incredible. Those two years were challenging as well. Uh, man, I was challenged like never before. And to have those two years to just focus on studying the Word of God, building relationships, getting closer to God, it, it was just wonderful. It was a great, great experience. We've got some time. I was wondering if maybe you could maybe describe for our audience a, a typical day uh, at preaching school. Yeah, for sure. So you you start off that day. The chapel at 8.30, you come in, you're going to sing you know, two songs, we'll have scripture, we'll have an opening prayer, and then you get to hear a sermon, about 12 minutes or so. And one thing that I loved about it was all the students were the ones who, who led those services. So if you were nervous about getting up or if you were hesitant, that kind of got that out of your system. And you were able to get up and you were able to build confidence. But we also got to listen to our instructors preach that first week. And, man, I just remember sitting back, and I'm like, there's B.J. Clark. And, and I've been listening to him on, on GBN and YouTube, and, and here he is preaching. And then you find out that these are men, just like we are, they're, they're humble servants of God. And, and, and just it, it was just incredible to be able to hear them. And that's how you started your day. Well, then you go to class from about 9 to, to lunchtime. We had an hour break for lunch. We'd come back, have a short chapel in the afternoon. And then we'd study it some more until about 4 o'clock. And one of the rules there at Memphis was for every hour that you're in class, 
you are to study for one hour out of class. You brought up the importance of having the support of your wife. Man, and you know how it is. When we left class, uh, I would try to either go to the gym or maybe shoot some basketball, do something to get active for about an hour. But then we were hitting the books. Right. We studied the Bible. We were getting ready. Uh, memory work was very intense. Uh, we had to make sure we were ready for the next day. And and most nights, I would study till about 1 o'clock in the morning. And I took that serious about the six hours out of class. And my wife was incredible. Uh, I would come out for dinner. I'd come out, spend some time with them, and then I'd go right back into my study. And, uh, man, I'm thankful for every minute that I spent in that study. I, I know I'll never regret that. And uh, But that's a typical day uh, in MSOP. <laughs> you're going to spend time in the Word all day long. Uh, but you're also going to have some of the best men in the world teaching you the Bible verse by verse, just just incredible relationships you can build. And that's every single day there. So, yeah, it was it was a great experience for sure. Man, you, you're walking me down memory lane. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> hey, and I know that sounds intense and it sounds difficult, but but it was very enjoyable. I mean, I, I, you know, if you're thinking about going to preaching school, you probably love reading the Bible and studying it anyway. And so don't think of it as, as some impossible task. Think of it as enjoyable. I mean, we're sitting here with wonderful instructors. We're, we're sitting with uh, wonderful men to our left and right and in front of us in, in class and, and going on study breaks with them and making good friendships with them and just wonderful, wonderful things. And then we had fellowship opportunities as well, and, and we got to, to meet a lot of the, the members of the church there at Forest Hill, which is where uh, the Memphis School of Preaching is located. And So preaching school, yes, it is intense, it is difficult, but it's very doable, it's very manageable. And as you have stated, uh, Drew, that you really took advantage of, of the study and, and and did it right, and it really shows, brother. I mean, uh, you have an excellent command of the Scriptures, and, and you know, you've done really well. Well, thank you. And I, I know, I, <laughs> I don't know that we'll ever have a, a, a you know, grasp that we want to have. We could study for a hundred lifetimes and still not have it, but I'm, I, I owe a lot of that to Memphis. I owe a lot of that to the discipline that we learned and, and the study habits and things like that. But yeah, certainly it's it's definitely a, a great place to go to get started. There's no doubt. For sure, for sure. And if anybody's interested in the Memphis School of Preaching, you can certainly contact us. Um, if if you're thinking about a, a different school of preaching that's maybe closer to where you live, that's fine too. Uh, contact those folks and and uh, I know that they will be glad to talk to you about it, as we would be glad to talk to you about it if you're interested in it, in going to Memphis. So, That's right. Well, we've got about six minutes left, and we've got a couple more questions I'd like to ask you. Number one, if a brother in Christ were to ask you whether or not you would recommend going into preaching, what would you tell him? I would tell him something that Brother Moser told us that has really stuck with me. He said, if you can do anything else in the world, do it. But if you have to preach, then preach. And if you listen to that, you might say, well, I don't understand. What do you mean by having to preach? Well, there's an example in the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah 20 and verse 9. He said, I'm done. I'm throwing in the towel. You know, then I said, I will not make mention of him. I'm not going to speak anymore in his name. But then he said, his word was in my heart like a burning fire. 
and it was shut up in my bones and I could not contain it. That's what it means when, when I say you have to preach. You you have to get up. Not because you, you have to say something, because you, but you have something to say. And there's a difference. There, there's this idea that, uh, that there's some that, that say, yeah, I, I, I want to preach from time to time, but, but that's not really what I want to do full time. Well, if that's the case, then I would say don't get into preaching. But if you you have to do it, it's in your heart that way, like a burning fire like with Jeremiah. And you feel the, the importance of using your talent and ability that God gave you to preach and do it. But if you're going to do it, give everything you've got. Do it to the best of your ability to the glory of God. In James chapter 3 and verse 1, it says, Be not many teachers, be not many masters, because we'll receive a stricter judgment. There's a, a very serious uh, qualification, if you will, to be a gospel preacher. It's not something to be taken lightly. So that would be my advice. If you want to do it, do it. But make sure you're putting the best, your best foot forward in doing so. Amen. you got to be all in. All in, that's right. Do you, you mentioned James 3, verse 1. Do you remember when we first got to school, we got that welcome packet, and part of that oh. packet we had to answer those questions? Yes, that's right. And uh, one of the questions was, uh, they, they put James 3, 1 there, and they said, do you understand fully what this means? Right. So we we had to to commit to the fact that hey, as teachers of God's word, we're going to receive a stricter receive a stricter judgment. So that, that's a weight that bears on you as you think about the responsibility that we have. That's right. So I got one more question for you. Okay. What advice do you have for someone who's thinking about preaching, uh, whether we're talking about full time preaching or we're talking about you know from the pulpit or we're talking about youth ministry? Uh, somebody who's thinking about going into to preaching school or, or maybe even learning online, whatever the case may be, what what advice do you have for someone who's thinking about going into it? I would say strike while the iron is hot. This is something that, that my good friend Jake Sutton told me. I called him the night that I baptized Jonathan and Heather, and, and I told him, I said, listen, uh, you know, I just baptized one of my co-workers and his wife, and I'm so excited. I, I, I need to preach. What do I need to do? And that's what he told me. Strike while the iron is hot. And he got me in contact with, with Memphis. And like I said earlier, two months later, we were there. Um, and so that would be my advice. If you're excited about it, you know, and, and you've got some sermons maybe, or maybe you just you have this desire to do it, do it. Don't put it off uh, because the message is too important. It needs to get out. Especially in, in this world right now, there there are, uh, as, as John said, the whole world lies in wickedness, and they need the gospel. And Chase, I, I failed to uh, answer one of the questions fully, and I'd like to take just a second to answer that. Go ahead. When it comes when it comes to why preaching is needed, uh, it's needed because the gospel is God's power unto salvation. Romans one sixteen. Now God has all kinds of power, creative power, providential power, but when it comes to the salvation of souls. The only thing that's going to do that is the gospel. And in 1 Corinthians 1, 18 through 21, God essentially is saying, this is what I've chosen through the foolishness, foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. The preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us who are saved, it is the power of God. And so that is God's way of getting the message out. It's through the preaching of the gospel. And in Romans 10, 13 through 17, I believe that's a text that shows the importance of preaching the gospel. 
you know, those those who call in the name of the Lord will be saved. But how how should they be saved if they don't even know how to call? <laughs> how should they call on Him in whom they have not believed? And how should they believe in Him of whom they have not heard? And how should they hear without a preacher? They have not all obeyed the gospel. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If people are going to be saved, they've got to hear the gospel because that's how faith comes about. And without preachers, the gospel won't get out the way it needs to. So if you're thinking about it, thinking about the importance of preaching, strike while the iron is hot. Let me also say Chase and I both are highly recommending MSOP because we went there. We know the caliber of teaching. We, We know uh, the, the privilege of being there for two years, tuition free, I might add. Uh, but you don't have to go to preaching school. You don't have to do that to preach. But the tools, the knowledge you acquire, the relationships you establish, that will bless your life, that will strengthen your faith, and that will help you to be a better preacher. There's no doubt about it. Preach it, brother. Man, that was great. <laughs> I, I really like what you said about strike while the iron is hot because, you know, if you feel that fire deep down in you that you want to preach, harness that because if right. if you kind of let it smolder or you kind of just, just hide it, if you will, then that fire may may burn cold. And, you know, if you just you put it off and you put it off and you put it off, what's going to happen is you'll just never go. Uh, you'll never go preach. And right. so, like you said, strike while the iron is hot. I really appreciate that you said that. Yes, sir. Well, I appreciate Drew for being on the podcast today. Don't forget to uh, look up his podcast at scatteredabroad.org, the Weathering the Storm podcast, which uh, drops new episodes every Thursday. Drew, I really appreciate you being on the podcast today. It's been a really good one. Hey, thank you, brother. I appreciate it. All right. Well, Join us next week on the Everyday Christian Podcast as we continue our series on For the Love of Preaching. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. That's thescatteredabroadnetwork at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.